0: Welcome back, everybody, to Shadow Valley. My name's Brennan. You got Parker. You've got Gabe. So welcome, everybody, again, back to the show. Today, we are going to be covering a heavy topic. We are covering the Columbine school shooting. Um, We understand that this is kind of a heavy topic for some people, and um, it may be one of those episodes that, you might not want to listen to, um, and so if you're in that camp to where you you're not interested into listening to some of these deeper and more intense details about the Columbine shooting, uh, here's a quick rundown. You have Eric Harris and you have Dylan klebald On um, April twentieth, nineteen ninety nine, they went into Columbine High School and they shot up their own high school. Um, Twelve people died, and I believe twenty four were injured. Um, And that's basically what happened behind Columbine. There's conspiracy theories that people have out there that we'll we'll touch upon. Um, But just for general information and just knowing, um, those are the facts. Those are what happened. Um, They spent a year preparing for this. And, um, yeah, thank you so much for your support and listening.
1: That is – I didn't realize that they spent a whole year – preparing. That's crazy. I was going
0: to mention that too. That's very surprising that they did that. They spent a long time preparing for this and you know, it's ridiculous on how many radars they were on. Mm-hmm. Um, and they still got away with this, uh, because they weren't, it just wasn't like this big secret thing. Like they weren't, it was known, right? It was known, um, a little bit that they were planning this stuff. Like Eric Harris and, uh, Dylan Klebold, like they they made tapes about all this stuff. They made right. videos. They they released stuff. Like they weren't very quiet about what they wanted and what they did. And we'll get into this too a little bit more, but, um, well,
1: but at the time, like it just was not something that it that was thought of. You know, like um no one thought you were gonna go shoot up a high school because it mm-hmm. kind of was the first time, as far as I know, the first time in history right. that like that something like that had happened. So nope. Uh, like, they were we on the radar. school but...
0: shootings before then. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh.
1: Um, oh, really? Columbine
0: was not the first school shooting. What was, do you know the first school shooting? Give me two seconds and I can tell you. Yeah,
1: you should look it up because I'd be interested to know because, <clears throat> excuse me, because um, everyone, I think everyone thinks of Columbine as the first mm-hmm. major school shooting. At least oh, I did. Yeah.
2: Maybe it was the first that was like uh, reported on well, I'm sure everything was reported on but more uh, like media coverage mm, if that, that makes be. sense
1: I actually um, I know someone who was in the Columbine school shooting. no way yeah I'd, I've never talked to him about it because I like apparently he still struggles with like PTSD from it, so I didn't want to bring it up. Oh wow. but my
0: sis. so my um, earliest school shooting happened in the 19th century. 1840 on November 12th. How many people died? One.
1: Well, I guess you don't Hmm. have semi-autos back then. You're just loading your musket. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. It probably wasn't a musket.
0: (laughs) Let me tell you the first one with major death count, like Columbine high death count. Um, Pulling it up. So South Pasadena, California in 1940 had five deaths, um, two injured, um, it's quite
1: big. That is anytime anyone dies is a big deal, but
2: right. Yeah. And just to hit on what you said earlier, actually about the, uh, like you have your,
0: your, uh, sorry. Go ahead. August 1st, 1966 in Austin, Texas, 18 people died, 31 holy injured, God, 49 smokes. victims total. What, what was that one? Um, university of Texas tower shooting 25 year old engineering student, Charles Whitman fatally shot 15 people and wounded 31 more. Uh, during a ninety-six minute shooting rampage from the observation deck of the university. He was shot and killed by police six minutes. And had earlier murdered his wife and mother in their homes. Whoa. It was the deadliest shooting on a US college campus until the Virginia Tech shooting in two thousand seven. Wow. Holy smokes. August first, nineteen sixty six. Maybe we need to do like a series on school shootings. Yeah. Because there's a lot of these that are it's uh
1: it's interesting though that's like why
0: like of all the
1: places I'd go and... Well, I don't know. I just... I don't get down with massacres. I can't get behind, like... um Like, there's some things that people do that I'm like... I can kind of understand what they're mm-hmm. thought... Like, like, for example, when people, like, murder with an intent, you're like, I can understand where their head was. They had some way to get gain, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't know how anyone is gaining from these situations, and most of them end up getting killed, which... If you're going to do like if you're going to commit suicide, why don't you just bring yourself down and not other people? I don't want to condone suicide whatsoever
0: right. unless you're a pedophile. Yeah,
1: that's the only exception. <laughs> An acting pedophile, but um anyways, I just I don't it just does not make any linear sense, logical right. sense in my yeah. mind. No, it's very but,
2: confusing. I did want to mention though, cuz I thought like cuz you have a point, right? Back in the day if it was Like he said, when was that the first one? Like 1820 or something like that? Yeah. Um, Because you said like they only have like a musket, right? Yeah. But honestly, like you bring a thought to my mind, like how much has, uh, well, not how much because we know that it's affected like how easy it is to be able to do something so horrific with the modern technology we have, being able to, to purchase like an AR 15, for instance, like, yeah, yeah, off the counter, which can shoot multiple times very fast without having to reload is just like, it's just sad because, again, like, and mm, this isn't a topic we really want to hop on because there's like gun control and stuff like that, obviously, but it's just, uh, it's pretty upsetting that kind of this stuff can happen, you know, and there's mm-hmm. little to no, uh, repercussion for those people you know because at the end of the day like you said they end up just either killing themselves or they end up
1: getting shot and murdered
2: or or killed you know yeah it's just it's like
1: one of the most um pain like i've never been shot but mm -hmm. you know compared to a lot of other things or ways to die it's one of the most painless ways to die Mm -hmm. in my opinion um and so it's like they're taking the easy way out and then like if people are doing like like suicide by cops like a real thing Mm -hmm. i mean i don't want anyone to commit suicide but please if you're gonna i don't don't even want to say this Mm because i don't want to like condone it but but don't bring other people into it Mm -hmm. like because you're not man enough to do it yourself no and i I don't want to say that like you're not being a man but it's like like why are you hurting other people to accomplish this task you know and i think
2: that's the biggest issue with these like and i'm sure brennan will go into it but like school shootings just in general you know it's like why are you involving and i can understand when people say like they did it because they were bullied blah 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 this and that you know
1: they like, have some pent up hatred towards these specific people or right. whatever
2: but then you go to a school and then you start to affect the lives of hundreds of people you know yeah. even if you oh, were yeah. to to kill four kids four people that's four families that now will not have that in, individual in their lives anymore like that is An immeasurable amount of effect that you're gonna
0: make you know and regardless of who you kill that's still somebody's son or daughter
1: right yeah well and like like what you're saying as far as how far the effect goes think about every single person you know and in your whole life Mm -hmm. whether it's work school family whatever Mm -hmm. all those people then are affected because you, you don't exist anymore i mean that's Potentially, you're looking at thousands, possibly hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah, you know when you bring in all victims. It's yeah, do I mean, it affects everyone. It affects a community. It affects a lot of people's mental health, their safety, the way they feel. Yeah. I mean, like, like I was saying about my family that they used to live in Colorado, and my sister's dance coach, her husband was in Columbine, Mm. the this shooting, and he, like I said, he still has PTSD from it, Mm. and Like, he doesn't like to be in busy places. He doesn't like to be in loud places. He doesn't like to be around loud noises. Like, yeah, like, I'm sure he relives certain things, you know. That's terrifying, dude.
0: After all the research that I've done and all the the information I've gone through, um, I could definitely see why. I mean, uh, I was just talking with uh, Gabe and Parker earlier that uh, listening to the events of columbine listening to the tapes going through some of this this media from uh dylan klebold and eric harris i uh i don't know it made me want to drink because it's so depressing like Mm -hmm. you begin to to see what kind of happened and involve yourself into this this terrible event that happened and then you surround yourself with it because you're trying to research it all and get that Mm -hmm. information i had to take breaks I had to take breaks and say, okay, that's enough um, Columbine for right now. We need to take a break. Go do something a little bit more positive because it is so depressing. There's just Mm -hmm. so much um, death and destruction that happened here, so much uh, meaningless loss of life, and we're definitely going to get into it. But, um, yeah, let's not forget who our number one pieces of shit are for this episode. We have Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold. Um, Let's start with Eric Harris, actually. So Eric David Harris was born April 9th, 1981, in Wichita, Kansas, to Wayne and Kathy Harris. Um, And he was known to have a loving family. Eric had an older brother, Kevin Harris. um, And his father was actually a U.S. Air Force transport pilot. So growing up, his family moved around a lot. Yeah, Um, And then they eventually settled in Littleton, Colorado in 1993. Um, And that is where Eric attended Columbine High School. Um, During his early years, uh, Harris appeared to be kind of like a typical child, although he had, like, challenges of being, like, a military kid, um, Mm -hmm. like, relocating a lot, Mm -hmm. um, moving around. It didn't necessarily impact him so much, um, but it did impact him on having an ability to form long-lasting friendships. Yeah. Um, And it was just kind of this whole thing of you're moving around. You almost don't feel like you can make a friend type of thing. Right. Um, because, Oh, five minutes later, you just made this connection. Yeah. Uh, we're moving on. And you know, part of that is because Eric Harris, as you look through kind of when he gets to this age and, you know, teenagers in general, I'll just put that out there, um, tend to show psychopathic tendencies mm-hmm. and that's part of the maturation process. But Eric Harris showed more psychopathic tendencies than most kids would Mm -hmm. and so what
1: uh psychopathic tendencies with him specifically yeah with him yeah just a
0: blatant disregard for human life or like life in general and dude like respecting you and that's what were you gonna say
2: i was just so that's one thing that i hate about um researching like serial killers these kind of like scenarios you know because you, uh, you read about these issues and these psychological issues that they have. And maybe it's just me. Maybe I, I am like insane, but I feel like sometimes I read things. And I'm like, man, I've done that before, <laughs>
3: know yeah. you, you know? And <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I totally am I
2: going to like turn into a crazy person? You know, like, yeah. and I, I think it's just like human, human nature to go through these things. But the thing is that all of us, I'm sure have had experiences where it's like, you've thought about doing like not like crazy stuff but you think about like
1: like oh man something just i don't know like like you're like i'm with like i could do this thing if i chose to right
2: but then you never act on it because you're like more logical and you can understand like where like right and wrong is you know with these people i feel like that's where they don't understand everything's not really uh it's not really like, um, uh, a direct black and white, you know, yeah. for them, everything's just blurred and well, they don't give yeah. a shit about
0: anything. Yeah. I hear, I heard somebody say something, um, along the lines of what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense because it kind of dives into this idea of like psych, like psychopaths and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you poke a worm, it's going to have a reaction. Mm-hmm. If you pull like, like hit a snake or do anything to a snake, like it's going to have a reaction. Um, and psychopaths they tend to have those basic reactions up until you get to kind of like the emotional um, complexity of a golden retriever Mm -hmm. a golden retriever is capable of actually going to that higher standard of like love and caring for somebody Mm -hmm. a psychopath or somebody who has psychopathic tendencies can't breach that level they can't they can't show the same emotional wow. oh, man. Um, that's support so interesting. Or thing as a golden retriever. They can't
1: show like empathy and compassion. And, exactly. And they have to like
0: learn it. So they you'll see this a lot with um, people who, who have psychopathic tendencies. They'll watch people, see how they're acting to different situations, and then they'll begin to mimic those reactions because that's what oh. you're supposed to do. They have to, they have to fake it, they have to mimic it. Hmm.
1: Um, that makes a lot of sense with what I like in my research. Um, One of the people was saying that like Eric specifically, he would say to you what he thought that you what he thought you wanted to hear in the situation. Exactly. So like what you're saying is like he has learned this is what you do in this situation. And so he's then acting on just it just And just reenacting uh, like exactly so he's not so like because he's not actually feeling that emotion because he's not capable right he is then um kind of just like acting 100 yeah. yeah, like exactly he's, he's trying he probably like i mean to to just nat- natural human um credit like here I don't really want to give credit to him at all, but at the same time, like he probably wasn't capable of feeling those things. And that's Mm -hmm. where this disconnect happens. Right. Um, but he was trying to as best as he could, not that that doesn't give you an excuse. Like you, I feel like you still should know not to murder your people that go to your school. But I'm just saying like it's connecting the dots a little bit here for me with why he acted certain ways.
2: Dude. So you're telling me that my dog, penny which is a golden retriever right had more like of an emotional brain than or has more of an emotional brain than these guys did exactly any like an emotional
0: capacity i guess right that's crazy. your dog has more emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. than psychopaths do like arthur gary bishop Mm -hmm. she has more emotional like intelligence than he does that's crazy that's so crazy to think about dude your dog has the capacity to like love and care about people yeah and to really value people whereas psychopaths they don't value anybody a lot of them are narcissistic and only value themselves Mm. which is such a root like species type of thing where you're supposed to preserve yourself Mm -hmm. and everybody has that like you have your self preservation um but you also have the capacity to care about others and especially as being like humans, we're very social species. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we definitely show that. But people who have psychopathic tendencies or who are psychopaths or narcissists, mm-hmm. they don't have that capacity to feel that way mm-hmm. for another person. Dude, that's so crazy. I think the other thing that you mentioned too about him moving
2: around is like, as you guys know, I moved around a ton when I was a little kid. and like right. Even in moving into high school and stuff too, Like, I moved around – so much, but I was still able to make these connections with people that like were long lasting connections. Like I've been yeah. friends with you guys for over 15 years now, like, Oh yeah. And that's the interesting thing that like, and some people obviously are not as fortunate as I am to be able to still have friends like you guys and have those connections, you know, but, um, you take a look at somebody like these guys and they moved around and were, weren't able to make the, like these connections, but, I'm wondering if that was more of them just wanting to isolate themselves even further from like society, I guess, you yeah. know, rather than continue to like try and make the effort to, Hey, I'm going to still speak out. I'm going to still speak to people. I want to make friends, you know, because right. I tried when I moved around because I knew how lonely things could get, you know, I tried to make friends. I tried to speak up. And that's why, like, I think genuinely that's why I was able to like speak to random people, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm very, I'm very vocal a lot of the time. And so I owe a lot to that, you know, but mm-hmm. in this scenario, it just seems so odd to me because like, why wouldn't you make an effort to try to make those connections and, and have those friends and stuff. When it's Cause you're he younger. just doesn't care. He doesn't exactly. care
0: about you. you know, yeah, it's interesting because a psychopath and a sociopath and a narcissist can sit here, look you dead in the eye and feel absolutely nothing for you. That's so freaky dude. And that's why a lot of people, because it's, a lot of people – this is really interesting because it said a lot. Some people give you like these eerie like feelings mm. like they're, there's something wrong with them, kind of like they're off, like you don't feel safe. Yeah. And it's because um, you can almost see the look in somebody's eyes like when they think about you that it's almost to the point of like this person doesn't give a – about me. Yeah, it's like a shark just looking at you. If you ever just looking just straight through you, exactly. And they pretend like they care and they act like it. Yeah, but like mentally and internally, they feel absolutely nothing. They're just like That's so free. I just don't care they're about just... you. Yeah, they yeah. just stare at you. Mm-hmm. And you know they're so good too because Ted Bundy was also a psychopath. They become good actors. They can sit here and be like, "Oh my gosh, I am so sorry that happened to you. Like mm-hmm. that is absolutely terrible." Um, if there's anything you guys need, let me know. I really care about you guys. Like you mean so much to me. You don't even understand. Yeah. They can say all the perfect words and try and do all the tone in their reflections, but
1: you'll probably still feel a little
0: bit like there's a
1: disconnect here somewhere. Exactly. And you'd probably be like, I can't put my finger on it, but there's something going on. But like, so with that, I can can see why, cause he's what, you know, we'll get into his journal later and how he was obviously like very depressed kind of. He wasn't uh, depressed. He was self-obsessed. Okay. Well, but, like, he was very yeah. negative, I guess. He was
0: negative. He was very nihilistic, Yeah. And like yeah. yeah.
1: So, like, you can see why you – if you're not making genuine connections with people because yeah. you're literally not able to, I can see why you'd almost feel like there is no value to yeah. existing. There's no reason anyone else should have to exist, you know, because, like, you just can't – you know, I listen to this, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Think about these families and how it affected yeah. – they would not even. He doesn't like, give a fuck. He doesn't care because he's like not even. I'm not defending him by any means. I'm just. It's finally clicking to me a little bit why, like, why he was able to do it because it's like he's literally not even capable of caring. He right. Is, you know?
2: not, he doesn't have the capacity to be even, to be able to, like, feel remorse or feel, like, like, um, sympathy for these people. Exactly. You know? yeah. so Eric
0: terrifying. Harris doesn't have the capacity to care about anybody outside of Eric Harris. Mm. And, you know, we're going to get into this a little bit more, but the reason why Eric Harris did what he did is because he wanted to be famous. He killed all these people because he wanted to be famous. He wanted everybody to know his name. He wanted to do something so crazy and massive because, you know, a lot of the time psychopaths get a rise out of people, their, like, looks of terror, their fear, their their shock, their horror. Mm. And so... He wanted to do something so big, so bold, because it was also a goal of theirs to top any other school shooting that there was at that time, Um, to the point to where everybody would know his name. Mm -hmm. And we'll get into his journal to where he's showing this, but you'll notice a lot of it. He talks about himself as being the one with the correct ideology. He talks about himself being the best. He talks about how he knows everything and all the rest of humanity is stupid. Mm. He also talks about how um, he wants people to know who he is, what his name is, and you to should, know uh, him. You should read that uh, that
2: little quote that you had.
0: Definitely, for sure, perfectly
2: um, like delivers exactly what you're saying too.
0: Let's uh, let's jump into his journals. Uh, and Sorry, I on. didn't mean to like derail what you were saying. I apologize. No, it's totally fine. I was just going to say before we got into his journals that um, basically in high school. Um, he wasn't this outcast. Uh, Eric Harris was not an outcast. He was known as somewhat socially successful. He had a larger group of friends. He was known to be intelligent and he actually did well, very, he did very well academically. And he was also involved in school activities such as working as a technician for the school plays.
3: Huh.
0: So he was very active in schools One of the last known um, interactions that Eric Harris had, with like peers and classmates was a group of girls trying to get his attention because they had a crush on him
2: no shit
0: yeah wow he was well he's liked like screw in school. you guys you got a crush on me you pieces of <laughs> crap you garbage or he
2: wasn't even thinking about beings,
1: him probably <laughs> that's how he is though and yeah in his journal he's just like everyone's so ign- insignificant i wonder what's going what
2: would be like the thoughts going through his head you know while he's at school i wonder if he's just Thinking like how much he hates everybody, or how much how insignificant everybody is. If it's just completely
1: blank, like if it, okay, if I was to have a school shooting or be planning one, I'd totally be making a list. Like, he and didn't I'm not. Make I'm, a list. That's crazy to me because he doesn't crazy. care.
0: He doesn't care who he killed. He just wants the body count. He In wants his fame, fame. Yeah. exactly. That's so terrifying. But you still, it
1: surprises me. He didn't. Um, at least try and pick, like, who's going to make the biggest impact. You know, even if it's not, like, any hatred related. Right. It surprises me he wasn't like, I'm going to get the mayor's daughter or, right. or something like that, you know, like, um. so, I don't know, but it's, it's like, even if he had done that, it would somehow, in my opinion, almost make him a little less monstrous. Right. The complete and utter randomness, I feel like just makes it even more, like, bone-chilling, you know? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to ramble, but you can get into his journals. Let's
0: get into his journal here. And I'm going to read this how I imagine somebody like Eric Harris would, just like the moodiest teenager on earth and like one of the most self-obsessed. But before I go into it, please note that H.O.E. stands for hell on earth. Um, And he also uses it in other tenses as like the actual word ho. And then when he refers to V or vodka, that's Dylan's nickname. So here we go. Here goes my best impression of Eric Harris. So, April 10th, 1998. I hate this fucking world. Too much goddamn fuckers in it. Too many thoughts in different societies all wrapped up together in this fucking place called America. Everyone has their own goddamn opinions on every goddamn thing, and you may be... You may be saying, well, what makes you so different? Because I have something only me and V have, self-awareness. Call it existentialism or whatever the fuck you want. We know what we are to do in this world and what everybody else is. We learn more than what caused the civil war and how to simplify quadratics in school. We have been watching you people. We know what you think and how you act. All talk, no actions. People who said... To be brave or courageous are usually just stupid. Then they say later that they did it on purpose because they are brave when they did it on fucking accident. God, everything is so corrupt and so filled with opinions and points of view and people's own little agendas and schedules. This isn't a world anymore. It's hell on earth too. And no one knows it. Self-awareness is a wonderful thing. I know I will die soon. So will you and everyone else. Maybe we will we'll be lucky and a comet will smash us back to day one. People say it is immoral to follow others. They say, they say, be a leader. Well, here is a fucking news flash for you, you stupid shits. Everyone, everyone is a follower. Everyone who says they aren't a follower, then dresses different or acts different, they got that from something they saw on a TV or film or in life. No originality exists. How many Joe Mama jokes are there, and how many do you think are the original not copied? Nine. German. None. It's a fucking filthy place we live in. All these standards and laws and great expectations are making people into robots. Even though they might think they aren't and try to deny it, no matter how hard I try not to copy someone, I still am. Except for this fucking piece of paper right here. And by the way... Spelling is stupid unless I say, I say, spell it how it sounds. It's fucking the easiest way. Hey, try this sometimes. When someone tells you something, ask why. Eventually, they'll be stumped and can't answer anymore. That's because they only know what they need to know in society and school, not real-life science. They will end up saying words equal to this because just shut the fuck up. People that only know stupid facts that aren't important should be shot on sight. What fucking use are they anyway? Natural selection, kill all retards, people with brain fuck ups, drug addicts, people who can't figure out how to use a fucking lighter, god, people spend millions of dollars on saving lives of retards, and why? I don't buy that shit like, oh, he's my son though, so the fuck what? He ain't normal? Kill him. Put him out of his misery. He's only a waste of time and money. Then people say, but he's worth the time. He's human, too. No, he isn't. If he was, he would swallow a bullet case because he'd realize how fucking illiterate he was. So that was the first section of um, Harris's diary I wanted to read, and here's oh the next gosh. section. This was just a little bit before um, That's, the shooting. Sorry, can I just say something really
2: quick? Yeah, go for it. It is insane how... Because before you were talking about how mu- uh, he was on a bunch of watch lists yeah. and stuff. I just don't get it, how it got so far. Like, obviously, this person is effed. They're messed up. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, you listen to this. Like, hearing that, I was genuinely like, like there were times where I was like, holy shit. That's exc- yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. Like, how did it get that far down the line that nobody bothered to
1: take a further look at him? Exactly. You know?
2: That just seems so insane
1: to me. I also think it's interesting how it is such a big deal to him to be original, but what he did was not original. What, like, the big thing he's famous for is right. not even close to original, as we just established.
0: No. There was tons of school shootings before him. Yeah, and then also... But he wanted to be the biggest, the baddest. Yeah, how's that original? That's it's not. so
1: stupid. Well, and, like, uh, n- newsflash to you, bro, like none of us are original but like that doesn't it doesn't make you less to like i mean i don't want to copy everything someone does but just because you happen to do something that's the same as someone else doesn't make you personally not like i just can't his thought process doesn't make any sense and it no. irritates me because it comes from that teenagery i know everything tone right. that's like me like you guys are so stupid you idiot baby, me and i'm like do you realize Mom, how freaking stupid? You don't stupid understand me. It's hmm. not
0: a phase. Yeah. Also,
1: okay, something I want to talk about with that. Yeah. And we can, this is not that big of a deal, but emo was really a big deal in the 90s. Like, trench
0: coat mafia. We're going to get into yeah, that too. Like, it was a. No shit. It, yes, was, a, sir.
1: it was a big thing, like a, a huge trend. So, um,. You know, he was... Talk about not being original. He was just on trend. He wasn't even thinking for himself. He was just doing what was mainstream back then. So, <laughs> exactly. screw you,
0: freaking Eric yeah, Harris. Either. Yeah, screw him. You know what? Fuck him. You failed abortion. If you didn't kill yourself, I'd say go kill yourself now. Also, okay, mm-hmm. he
1: said in there, these people should swallow a bullet casing, blah, blah, blah. Like, you weren't, like... Why, you did, I guess, like, because he killed himself. He didn't get killed by mm-hmm. cops. But you're like... But, like... He didn't just do it by himself. He, like, made associated a whole bunch of other people in it. And just, like, his logic in there makes zero sense. It's so frustrating because he says all that stuff and then just goes and murders a whole bunch Cheap of
0: people. Just
2: dude.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: one thing before going into this next journal segment. This one's a lot shorter, I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, but you notice in the last one how he used nine, mm-hmm. the German word for no. Um, Eric Harris actually low-key enjoyed kind of germany and world war ii kind like, of nazism, nazism. Mm-hmm. um and this idea of kind of a pure race that also should come out when he's saying quote unquote yeah, killed speaking. the mentally disabled right um and so you're going to see him talk about hobbes and nietzsche who are both german um kind of individuals who have comp- who are kind of from that backroom they're fi- they're famous like nietzsche was a famous like he was an Mm -hmm. author he wrote a lot of stuff that is supposed to make you think and i bet you that's why freaking eric harris got off so much to him just like oh yeah Nietzsche. no it's like shut the fuck up you turd yeah it's like it's (laughs) like the people that um
2: (laughs) it's like the people that like will listen mind you though i listen to joe rogan's podcast yeah because at times i think it's very funny but some people just take it to like a a step too far, where, where they start to model their lives around what he's saying, like right. he's some freaking prophet or something like
1: that. Like, and he's just a dude with a mic that's right. done just very like well. us. Yeah, you know, yeah. like
2: we're—I mean, we're we're definitely not doing as well as he is, but we're just guys with mics. Like, don't say any, don't take anything we say as like as like law or anything like that. You know, and and it seems like uh he took these very bad views into something that really. He, he formulated his opinions yeah. on, off this like already
0: rotten thought, you know? Yeah. And he's, uh, he, he's neglecting the fact that we all came from the same five minutes between two people. Like <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> okay. It's like Three. <laughs> three that's still long 30 seconds yeah. 30 Max. seconds we all came from the same 30 seconds yeah my that's dad's so. anything like me it wasn't long <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably 10 seconds <laughs> oh my gosh well, So anyway let's me. get into this uh this other journal entry i have this is going to be the last one i'll share um and he wrote it december 17th 1998 and remember he shot up the columbine school April 20th, 1999. So, this isn't too far behind. And this just shows also that he's been planning this for a while because he goes in there and, and talks about it. So, here he is again in my best impression of Eric Harris. Woohoo! I'll never have to take a final again. It feels so good to be free. I just love Hobbes and Nietzsche. Well, tomorrow I'll be ordering nine more 10 round clips for my carbine. I'm going to be so fucking loaded in about a month. The big things we need to figure out now is the time bombs for the commons and how we will get them in and leave them there to go off without any fucking Jews finding them. I wonder if anyone will write a book on me. Sure. A ton of symbolism, double meanings, themes, appearance versus reality shit will be going on there. Oh, well, it better be a fucking good book if it is written. So going back to... a piece of shit, Exactly. Honestly. Look at him. We have a connection now between Eric Harris being a sociopath, Arthur Gary Bishop being a sociopath. We have the Hillside Stranglers being a sociopath, and it's all that same thing. They want that appearance of that fame or mm. that whole thing, like oh no no no, make me look good type of right. thing. Right, right. Um, because you know Arthur Gary Bishop too. Like he didn't really give a fuck about the people or what he did wrong. He just cared how he looked. Right. Eric Harris only cared how he looked hillside stranglers only cared how they looked. Yeah. Same with H.H. Holmes. He almost like he didn't really care how he looked.
2: Right. He was more about the money. Like that's all he thought about, you know, it's like, I want that. That's that money for these freaking corpses and bodies and whatever. That's crazy, man. That's so it's really, uh, honestly, like (laughs) it's really depressing to hear, you know, when he's like, Now I'll just, all we need to do is figure out where we're going to put the bombs in the commons. Yes. Like that is terrifying.
0: That is terrifying.
2: The worst part about it too, is that you think about that now and somebody literally could be thinking that right now at this very moment.
1: I remember this, um, this kid that you guys both went to school with. I don't think I ever went to school with him. I won't say his name, but, um, did he wear a trench coat all
0: the time in a cowboy hat?
1: I don't think so, <laughs> but he uh, he told me one time he's like I freaking hate Utah. I hate all the people here. I just want to blow the whole state up off the map. It's just freaking stupid. And he was like, at the time, it's insane. I That's probably crazy. was like six or seven years old, so he would have been like seven or eight years old. Damn, what? he was that old? young. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah like, and I don't mean this in any mean way, like, I don't, but, um, we found out later that he had like pretty severe autism and it oh. wasn't diagnosed at the time, mm. but like he was definitely, I don't know that that really had anything to do with it. I'm not right, saying right. anyone with yeah. autism actually has those desires, but I just like, uh, whether it was autistically related or not, I don't mean to offend anyone who may or may not have it, but mm. Um, there's obviously a screw loose somewhere, whether it was related to autism or not. So I, I, I mean, I guess I really shouldn't have even mentioned that, but, but like that was the only thing that I was like, right. the only thing that could be off, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, anyways, yeah. I mean, nothing ever happened to it. I think he's a pretty normal person now. But, right, right, Um, but yeah, I'll tell you after who it was because you'd probably be like, what? But anyways, dude, I,
2: I actually I might know. I knew this. Uh, I knew this person that, um, they. They like, and I don't know if they're being serious. I don't know what they were trying to get at when they said this, but um, they had told me that they were like, they said I would that further down the line, their dream essentially was to go mm-hmm. and live in a cabin, yeah. and send bombs, package bombs to people he didn't like.
0: Bro, he literally just copied somebody else who did that. Yeah, right. exactly. Someone did do he, that, and then we're
2: like, oh, so you just. <laughs> like um oh man i just forgot his name who uh
0: what was his who was that that did that i'm trying to think um it wasn't the boston marathon bomber was it Mm, no no it was no man i but i don't know about the cabin
1: part but like there is a big thing like yeah i think the late 90s early 2000s wasn't it
2: well and the thing is that we pointed it out because i remembered his name like in that moment and i told him i was like are you trying the to be unabomber? Was that yeah, unabomber was? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and i was like are Wait, you trying to be Unibomber?" okay and then he uh then he was like what are you talking about so he had no idea who i was referencing he was just saying that and i was <laughs> like like this is
1: very original dude. actually oh my god yeah
2: i was like dude what the hell like ted
0: kaczynski that's his name yeah yeah yeah
2: and since since uh that moment uh, a long time ago like he had said things that kind of uh were very unsettling at times. And I don't know, like, I don't know what he's doing now. But yeah, during that time, I was like, man, that is such a weird comment. Why would you say that? You know,
1: and I, I, can, I can get behind the whole living in a cabin by yourself and not wanting anyone to bother you. Yeah, because I want to do that. Same. I <laughs> but think I'm not going to
2: put <laughs> any malicious intent behind anything I do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, but anyway, sorry, continue, Brandon. Sorry for that
0: sidetrack side there. Uh, just one last thing to that sidetrack. Yeah, Did you know the Unip... I just barely saw this, Um, but the Unabomber sent two bombs to the state of Utah. He sent one to the University of Utah, which was diffused, and then he sent one to Salt Lake City to Gary Wright, which actually blew up this computer store owner.
2: No. I actually did not know that.
0: Yeah, he sent two bombs to Utah. I mean, he did a whole bunch of other stuff, but just because we're from Utah and I saw that, I thought that was um, just something I'd bring up for a second. But, um, and that brings us to the basement tapes with (laughs) Eric Harris or Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold. So let's put a pin in Eric Harris now and let's talk about Dylan Klebold and Dylan's, um, he's, he's different. He's different than Eric Harris. Eric Harris is a textbook psychopath. Dylan is more like his little puppy, like a minion. Yeah. He was a minion. Um, and, I'll get into more of what Dylan Klebold's issue was versus um, Eric Harris because Dylan Klebold wasn't this terrorist like like um, Eric Harris was or this person focused on causing this chaos, right. ultimate chaos. He was just kind of a little minion, and he was used by Eric Harris. Like If you ask me, if there was one person in the world that Eric cared about besides Eric, it would be Dylan, but not to the point as like I care about my friends or that you guys mm. care about your friends. It'd be to the point of like maybe it, having a pet, hmm. but not a pet that you really care about. Just like a pet that's there, like coexisting with a
1: cat, mm. hmm. or maybe like a tool. Yeah, like or he's tool. something yeah. that yeah, I, I can it, use yeah, for my like what I want. What that's yeah, the like He
2: only it, utilized yeah. him as like a a like a, almost an extension of him
0: himself because he couldn't get it all done. Yeah. You know? Anyways, let's dive into Dylan Klebold now. Dylan Bennett Klebold was born September 11th, 1981. No which way. blew my mind. September 11th. Um, Just a
2: bad omen, that guy.
0: Yeah. In Lakewood, Colorado, to Thomas and Susan Klebold, he was the youngest of two children with an older brother named Byron. Dylan's family was middle class, and he was raised in a suburban ir- environment. During his early childhood, childhood, Klebold was described as a shy but friendly kid. He had close relationships with his family who were described as attentive and caring. Dylan attended Normandy Elementary in Littleton, Colorado, and later Ken Carl Middle School. He was an intelligent student and did well academically. Klebold met Eric Harris when they were both students at Columbine High School. They both shared common interests such as a love for video games, a fascination with weapons, and um, Sorry, my mind just went blank there. A fascination with weapons and um, the same form of like music and social Mm -hmm. expression. Over time, their friendship developed into a dark, destructive partnership. And this is what we were um, talking about earlier, um, just before we dove into kind of his earlier life, because he has a very short earlier life. There's not too much to tackle Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. But their partnership, kind of what we were referring to is Dylan Klebold was this tool for Eric Harris. Dylan Klebold, kind of how he was in high school, um, he was depressed. He Mm -hmm. was your average depressed teenager who began to not give a fuck because all they wanted to do was die themselves.
3: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: And, you know, uh, in all honesty, like, I could have been a Dylan Klebold because I was... I've struggled with depression and I've been depressed Mm -hmm. and you know Sometimes you just get to that point to where it's like you just don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, you're so exhausted about living It's like I don't fucking care what happens. I don't care at all Um, I don't care what happens to me. I don't care I just want to be gone because this is just it just hurts too much to live Mm -hmm. and so all my energy is being used on how much it hurts to live versus caring about other people and things like that and caring about myself. it just right. all that focuses on that pain. And Eric Harris being the predator that he is was able to prey upon that mentality of Dylan Klebold um, and use that to his advantage to kind of find his little tool, his little puppy, his, he his s- partner in crime. He kind
1: of like steered, like he, he took his emotional fuel and kind of like steered where he wanted him to go with it. Exactly.
0: And so that's when that's
1: diabolical too, though. It is like, cause even the closest relationship, it sounds like he ever had was clearly just transactional. It wasn't like it had nothing to do with an
2: actual relationship. I think you put it in like the perfect way, honestly, clearly Mm -hmm. transactional. Like Mm -hmm. it seems like that's the only thing he wanted out of anything. It was just, it was like a transaction to him. You know, he didn't see any, again, any value in creating a long lasting relationship it was almost like, well, if you're not offering anything to, like, get my thought process and my belief across, then you don't offer any uh, value to me, you know? Yeah. And for this young, like, uh, um, what was it, Dylan? Is that yeah. His name? Dylan. For Dylan, it, Eric and he said, well, I can manipulate this kid to do my dirty work with me.
1: Yeah. Exactly. It's filthy, dude. I wonder, like, I mean, it's kind of, Weird because they both ended up doing the same thing, but, you know, when it's your friend who you actually care about when they're going through a hard time, um, you know, you kind of have that, like, care compassion. Like, right. you don't want them to, to hurt themselves in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them, however, went right around that and were okay with the other, you know, doing the choice that you can't take back, you know? Right. It's just kind of interesting. Like, I can see why Eric didn't care that Dylan would do that because he had no value for human life, obviously. Right. It's interesting to me that Dylan didn't think that's kind of sad that Eric's going to do this to himself at the end of all this. But maybe it also was because he was like, yeah, life does suck. Like, why would he want to, you know, because he was very depressed himself. So. Right. Anyways, it's kind of weird tangent, but just just the thoughts bouncing in my head is all.
0: No, it's it's interesting because, you know, um Eric Harris didn't really care about Dylan, because if he did care about Dylan, then what happened at the end of the massacre, spoil alert, they killed themselves. Right. Um, he wouldn't want Her- he wouldn't want Dylan to kill himself at the end. Mm-hmm. If he really cared about Dylan, he wouldn't want him to kill himself at the end and wouldn't have had him in that situation. Whereas it should be noted that Dylan cared for Harris greatly. Oh, really? And did not want um, Eric to kill himself at all. At the end, he wanted him to to be alive. He wanted him to continue. But it was in that last few moments when they were doing this uh, firefight with the police that um, Eric and Dylan killed themselves.
2: And so do you know, did they decide on this together or was it like, uh, uh, Eric was like, we need to kill
0: ourselves. It was more of like an Eric thing. Hmm. So Eric did not give a fuck about Dylan, but you know, what would have it looked like for Eric? If Dylan had lived in the end, if Dylan had lived and ended up going to jail, then it would have been on Dylan. Exactly. The whole thing. Exactly. And he oh. wouldn't get his fame. Wow. Wow.
2: That's so effed.
1: And then and then also, like, had Dylan lived, and then he, you know, said, oh, it was pretty much Eric's, you know, idea the whole time, you definitely could have taken this same story and twisted it a little bit and said, well, you're the one that lived, and you just used him as a tool. Right. Even though Eric was kind of – it would have added was a like whole other instigate. layer yeah, yeah. of, like, weirdness and, and to it had he lived, but because he – ultimately did what Herrick kind of wanted him to, I guess. Right.
0: Right. And you know, going into this, we now have our two uh our duo, our piece of shit duo. Mm-hmm. And let's go into Columbine the event and kind of how that happened. Let's start first with preparation. But oh, we never um did the talked about the tapes, did we? That's in
1: preparation. Oh it is. Oh my <laughs> yeah. bad. No, you're <laughs> you're fine. I um, just didn't want you to have to jump back.
0: <laughs> no. We're good. We're good. So, um, ways they prepared for this, Harris and Klebold, they planned for Columbine, the massacre, for over a year. They worked with somebody to acquire them firearms and to get them massive amounts of rounds. And, you know, this is where things get a little bit political and a little bit touchy. Mm -hmm. Um, The way they were able to secure these weapons is through the gun show loophole. Oh, I actually think I've—I think I've heard of that the yeah. loophole. Because
2: can't you just go and essentially like buy an
0: almost built or whatever, and then you can buy a fully built weapon at a gun show, and it does no not get registered. Waiting, to you? Um, I believe. See, I don't know, but the mm-hmm. gun show loophole. We have this local thing called like KSL, but also it's kind of like Craigslist, where you can put stuff on there to like be bought. Mm -hmm. Let's say I bought a gun from somebody on KSL. That gun wouldn't be registered to me because there's no way registered to exactly. And so that's kind of like an example of the gun show loophole. That's how my pistol uh, is.
1: Oh, really? Well, so uh, and hopefully this isn't illegal. (laughs) As far as I know, this was legal. Just beep it all out. Yeah. So as far as I
0: know, (laughs) it
1: was legal. But, um, so in Utah, it is legal for you to own a, um, a pistol. Right. But it is not legal for you to purchase one because that's a federal law, not a state law. Right. Hmm. So the way you have to get around it is you can have someone gift you a weapon. And so when I was 18, I just had money to burn. And so I was like, I'm going to buy a handgun, but I couldn't. So I had someone else buy me a handgun. And they then gifted it to me,
0: and
1: so it's registered to that person.
2: Exactly, so freaky. Not saying that you would have any sort of
1: malicious like. No, if I did, I wouldn't talk about it. Right, (laughs) I'd just be like, "Yeah, that's stupid." (laughs) 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 But
2: like, that's so crazy to me that you would that you would be okay with selling to somebody knowing that that something crazy could very well happen. You know, and then that gun that they used, yeah. Could be registered to your name, and then they come and track it to you, and you're like, "Well, yeah, you could have a bill and s- bill of sell and all this stuff, but like, that's still like a terrifying, like a, a,
0: a scenario that you could put yourself into, you know? Right? Yeah. Freaking. And just to make it clear, I'm not saying one way or the other that the the gun show loophole is a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just saying
1: it's a fact. It's a thing. That's
0: what they used. Yeah. That's how they were able to secure the weapons. They literally went in with somebody, pointed out what weapons they wanted. They said, "We want this one, this one, and this one." And then the person bought it for him. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's one step of the preparation was securing the weapons. Another part was for them to um, get two large bombs to explode. They wanted it to explode in the school cafeteria during the the busiest time, so around lunchtime, to cause the most, like, the highest number of casualties. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. And that's what he was (laughs) saying, though, right? Because he said we need to figure out how to put them into the... uh, uh the commons. The commons, right? Yeah. And that's where everybody hangs out during lunch.
1: Yeah. And what I found out um in doing my research, and maybe you'll have more on this, but yeah, um that they had figured out which lunch was the biggest and when yeah. it would be the bit busiest. And they estimated that there would be um four hundred and fifty students in the lunchroom yeah. when they detonated these bombs. And they're actually they were really close. There was four hundred and fifty five.
0: Yeah. It was insane. And what they ended up using for the, they wanted to, the original plan was to have these two bombs explode in the school cafeteria. And then as everybody's trying to leave the building, that's when they would start picking off survivors. Mm -hmm. And so it's like this big, massive explosion, take out as many people as they, there was. And then as people are running out, you just kind of sit there and camp and take out people one by one as they're coming. Which wow, they probably is, would
1: have had way more casualties had that actually worked. Yes,
0: if their bombs actually worked, they would have um, had a higher number of casualties. Um, and so another thing they did during preparation during this time, as we referenced earlier, is the the basement tapes. And mm-hmm. so this is kind of like an ominous name, but these tapes are basically um, Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold and some other friends just... Talking about shit and whatnot, just down in the the basement of um one of their houses, and you know, an example of something they said is they you'd see a video of them shooting like trees and stuff, and then Eric Harris or Dylan Klebold would go up to the tree and look at like the slug. They'll be like, "Wow, look at the round in this tree and the slug and the damage." Could you imagine if that was somebody's head right there, just their brain? And you'll and it's just them talking about. How much they want the massacre to happen, how much they hate everybody, this, that, and the other thing. I actually have some audio of the basement tapes that I'm going to uh, play for you guys right now. And so as you could hear right there, um, they're just talking about basically how much they freaking hate everybody and how upset and angry they are um, and how cool they think this would be. If And how, yeah, I'm not even going to get into the specifics there. It's pretty Mm -hmm. Mm self-explanatory, but it's just kind of, it's disgusting. It's disturbing. Um, And so they did these tapes as well and just talked about that kind of stuff. And, there's some other tapes where you can see uh, Dylan just yelling at the camera, just "Oh my fucking god! I hate these shits! They hate mm. these!" Uh, and you know what? I'm gonna just put like a pin in something. For these guys wanting to be as like vulgar and cool as they wanted to sound, they use the word "freaking" a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you freaking <laughs> stupid people! Like, <laughs> and I'm just like, you just literally killed the mood now you sound like a 12 year old boy damn <laughs> you literally do i mean you're 18 17 and 18 and like you're you're saying it like this you sound like you're 12 like you're trying to watch your language like mommy's gonna come down and wipe, wipe your mouth with soap
2: which seems so odd because they literally went and did one of the most heinous crimes that you could possibly do and they're exactly. watching their language no that's funny that i i uh
0: Mother trucker dude, (laughs) got her like butt cheek on a stick. stick. That's what it reminds me of.
2: It's so stupid.
0: (laughs) Drop him, give him another freaking
1: Eric. That'll show (laughs) him. Literally,
2: that's how it was. Oh shoot! Oh, he double hockey sticks, bro. For real,
1: (laughs) smells like a
0: turd in here. Like (laughs) smells like a turd. (laughs) These little pieces of turd, like (laughs) oh, that's so. (laughs) They they are so little shit. They give me freaking. Just stupid vibes.
1: I haven't said or heard the word turd in a long time, and we've men- we've said it a couple times yeah. this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because we have these two turds we're talking about. Yeah, that's true.
0: They're like my rabbit turds. Have you guys ever had like rabbit turds?
2: Rabbit turds? Oh, where they just come out in, like little tiny little uh, yeah. like quarter inch, half inch pieces? Yeah. Doesn't that mean you could have like some sort of worm in you or something like that? I don't know. Do you know?
1: I don't know. My... I don't know anything about. My turds aren't rabbit turds. That's all I know. (laughs) Fecal matter. So,
0: oh well. Anyways, (laughs)
1: I'm sure everyone (laughs) wants to know about our (laughs) our number two situation.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry, continue. (laughs)
0: Um, And so, yeah, that's those are kind of the the major things to note in preparation to the Columbine um, massacre. So now what we're going to do, and this is going to get a little bit more serious. Um, this whole thing has been pretty serious. Uh, we'll we'll try and keep it as light as possible. But at the same time, we're trying to provide as much respect as we can to mm-hmm. what has happened. Um, and by no means, when I say provide respect, I do not mean respecting Eric Harris or Dylan Klebold. They, those two can go fuck each other in a forest. I don't care. Mm. Yeah. Or like I said earlier, like. Man, they can go kill themselves. No, honestly. <laughs> honestly. Any objections? Uh, didn't think so. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so the morning of attack of the attack. So on the morning of April twentieth, Eric Kleib- Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold placed two propane bombs in the cafeteria, set to de- detonate at eleven seventeen a.m. That's how far they planned it to. Is they were going to have these bombs detonate at eleven seventeen. So then they went back to their cars to wait for the explosions and when 1117 came around the bombs failed to detonate hmm. so since the bombs didn't detonate they went inside and they began to shoot up the school so was so- that their like pl-
2: plan two like B plan was to go and shoot up the school if the bombs didn't work no.
0: So it was all part of of the whole thing. Exactly. Do we know why
2: the bombs didn't work? Uh, I'm not like, oh, why didn't they? Like, I'm genuinely just curious. Was it just stupidity
0: on their end? Yeah, it was just stupidity. They just didn't build a good bomb.
1: I feel like it would be immensely easier to build a good bomb nowadays, probably, like,
0: with the anarchist cookbook (laughs) being out there. Have you guys ever read that book? I have no idea what that is. I don't know what that is either. Oh, are you in for some shit? <laughs> <laughs> the Anarchist <laughs> Cookbook will tell you how to make like rifles, how to build um like bombs and tell you a ho- like if you buy that book, I guarantee you you're on the FBI watch list. Like You think so? Now we're gonna be on the FBI watch I'll list. I'll just pirate it and it. use
1: a VPN, we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: genuinely I would like to read this book, not because I'll of, send you a copy. I wanna be <laughs> um like bi- i don't want to build bombs like mm-hmm. that's obvious but it's an interesting book because it's written by this guy who ended up like getting in trouble in the u.s so he ended up moving to canada um but it's basically the french will take anyone this book for <laughs> for anarchists like if you want to cause chaos and yeah. you don't want to be a part of the system or the government bro and you need to rebel this is how you rebel man um, are you talking about antarcticists <laughs> oh, Antichrist?
2: Those are no, penguins. like the penguins. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> <No, it's the laughs> what I was thinking. I love the
1: Antarctic. Like, it's going to take a serious turn. <laughs> we crack language <penguin laughs> no jokes. Sorry. It was uh, done in good taste. It's okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but, no, this book is actually it's, – it's really interesting. And so with that nowadays, like, you could use that as a textbook on how to build an actual bomb. Like, mm. it'll talk about – using fertilizer and things like that and right
1: and that's actually interesting, interesting to me yeah. like not because i care to build a bomb but just to know what's in like the crap around you to like like be resourceful i guess like right. you probably never have to use it but right it'd be pretty awesome to be able to throw together like a c4 pack if you had to yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool Dude, that's
2: one thing that i like you can do that shit with <laughs> this book that's awesome. that's crazy that's one thing that i like really. Uh, like love about my wife is that she uh she's like super into plants and like yeah uh, growing things and she knows so much about random like plants and random leaves and she's like like yeah. some one time she made us a salad that just had like flowers that, like edible flowers that you can eat yeah that's cool and then we'll be out and about like we we go camping she's like oh you can eat that or oh, that's a, extremely poisonous. Like, damn. And it's like, dude, I don't even know how... I, I can never retain some information like that, so, you know? Yeah. And so it's just very... Uh, it's cool to see that and that she can do that. And it's just interesting, again, like, I agree with you 100% to be able to be like, oh, like, I know that maybe... It, I don't know. I need to be able to stitch somebody up. And right. there's yeah. copper in this wire, so I can pull out the copper and stitch somebody up. Yeah. You know, stuff like that is like... Yeah that would be really cool to have a good understanding and grasp of things. And so to see it from like your perspective where it's like that book would be very interesting to see just because it would be like, Oh, that's cool. If I'm ever in a pinch, like where I need to protect myself, I know, or I need to help myself in a way like I know how to like, utilize the things that are around me to my advantage right know? yeah that's just cool yeah no if i you agree guys ever just want like, you know, a survival. list of
0: books that should be banned <laughs> just kidding no books should be banned but if you ever want a, a list of books that you will get seriously judged by the fbi for reading <laughs> let me know <laughs> i actually genuinely do <laughs> you got Mein comp of course i don't I don't know if I'd read that or not. I wouldn't either. My struggle, it's like a Hitler, like,
3: yeah, that's just, just like, like... get yourself off. (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't (laughs) sound super intriguing to me.
0: Um, But then there's also Rules for Radicals by Saul Alinsky. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's another kind of, like, social political book to where it's almost telling you about how you can start your own revolution, your own movement, and things like that, and how to get America to be in more of a, like, not America specifically, but how to get a society to be more socialist, huh. mm-hmm. different things like that. Dude, that, uh, that. Is there one on how to make America or any country less
1: socialist? Because <laughs> that's what I buy.
0: The <laughs> Art of the Deal by Donald Trump.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my gosh.
3: The
2: Art of the Deal
0: <laughs> by George oh. <laughs> truly Donald J. Trump. <laughs> 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 it's a grand book. I saw the book. It's a miracle. I'm God. Kiss my penis. I love you all. This God bless America.
2: book is huge. Trust me. You will have a great time. <laughs> uh, I know the don't. guy that wrote the book. Great <laughs> friends with him. Great friends.
1: Love him. He's America. got a huge nose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> It's a very good nose. Very if you good. ever saw it, you'd be like, mm, that man's not gay. He has a nice <laughs> nose. Beautiful, beautiful nose. But the people who mock my book and they don't like my book, I saw them. They walked in. They were definitely gay. Like the most gay I've ever seen. You Absolutely sound just like him, bro. Gay. I believe gay. Coming out this January 6th.
1: <laughs> oh, my god
0: damn <laughs> cancel <laughs> <laughs> coming out this january 6th uh, i love um, it damn <laughs> um anyway back to our okay yeah so um let's just get back into it so they started the shooting again well not again they started shooting at approximately eleven nineteen a.m and that's when they began shooting outside the school. And then they ended up moving inside the school. So they spent time inside the school, kind of going around mm. and then shooting those that they could see coming in and out of classes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they went to the library. This is where they caused the most amount of damage. Harris and Klebold killed 10 students and injured 12 others in a span of 16 minutes in oh, the my library. God. So 10 students, that right there, we talked about the death call being 12. Mm -hmm. Um, 12 people died total. 10 of them were just in the library um, in a span of about 16 minutes. So I I might be completely wrong
1: because I'm just going off of memory. Yeah. But was it 12 students plus one teacher or was it 12 people total? Uh, I think it was 12
0: students plus one teacher. Okay.
1: I think it was 13. Okay. I just couldn't Um, actually remember So, like, what
2: is that? Like, 86 or so percent of their victims were all in one room in a span of how long? 16 minutes. 16 minutes. That's insane.
0: Yeah. And so after the library massacre, it's getting towards the end. They wandered through the school, firing randomly, throwing bombs, and just causing more damage. And then they returned to the library. Um, And what I have now is actually a 911 phone call from this time period. And um, I'm just gonna play that right now. It
3: looked like he was climbing out, and shooting, and somebody I said, yeah. "What is that?" Mm-hmm. I said, "What's going on?" with said, "This is a test gun. It's probably for video production. You know, they have these videos." Right. And the said, "Well, that's not, you know, a play gun a real gun." I was going out there to say no. Mm-hmm. And I went, "Oh my God, that was really close. That just Okay. Okay. What's your name, ma'am? Patty. Patty? No. Everybody get up right. in the library. He's hearing everybody get up right. Okay. I have him in the library shooting students for the lady that I have in the library on the phone. Okay. Okay, try and keep as many people down as you can. Okay. Do you know who he is? Okay. the That's, that's the kids getting
0: killed. So, that right there was an actual 911 phone call that happened during the um, massacre, to where you have this victim, Penny, on the phone with the police. Uh, or the police dispatcher um, and in the background you can hear eric harris and dylan Klebold yelling telling people to get the fuck on the ground and different things like that and then at the very end there where you heard that girl screaming um what she's it's a little bit hard to hear but what she's actually saying is she said oh my god look what you did to her face what is wrong with you and then you hear eric harris come in, yell at her um and then you just hear her scream that's so uh, unsettling, honestly.
2: Like when you start hearing those gunshots, mm-hmm. like that, like for real, like made my my like heart sink, dude. Yeah, yeah,
1: because you know that you know
2: what it what is, happened. you know exactly what's going on. Which is, yeah, it's just terrifying. It's so sad. It's so sad. And like, what um, what makes like, why did they go after the school? And, and sorry if I miss, missed that uh, in tidbit of information. I'm just curious to see, like, was there something that prompted them to go to the school? Did they have, like... Um, Are you saying because, like,
1: they could have killed people anywhere? Why did they kill people at exactly. school? Why did they go to the school?
0: It was just convenient. They go so to school. Freaking messed up. Well, it was just convenient.
1: Also, probably, like, because Eric said he wanted to be famous, and what gets more people together than children? Or right. especially peers right. you know like killing peers like that is I mean that's a big deal you know mm-hmm. like it's one thing when an adult goes and is a a, a school shooter um it's almost less surprising to me yeah because you're like they're an adult but like when it's a kid doing that right you're like how are they capable even though physically they're capable but how are they already capable of being that much of a monster you right know? No, I I agree with you 100%. Like
2: one, and this is this might be like a stupid, uh, um, I guess, connection that I'm making. But one thing that came to mind when you said, like when it's adult versus when it's a like a kid doing it, Mm -hmm. you know. um, Again, forgive me, but this is just like the thought that I had. But you think about like Hunger Games, for instance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I think one of the reasons why that movie was and book and that whole like series was so popular was because that was like very unsettling. You know, you have this big group of, or you have like all these districts, blah, 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 you know, and then they pick a kid from each district or two kids to go and fight to the death. Yeah. You know, like to be, to think like, think if that actually happened in real life, you know, I think that would be, ridiculous. Like people would be rioting and trying to stop it. But you think about this, like, like people go to war every day, right? right? Adults go to war every day, right? you know? And like, people do look down on that. People do want to stop the wars, but it is so, we're so like, uh, uh, what's the word? Desensitized to it that we just don't think about how heavy it truly is. Like at least in maybe I'm like, I'm not trying to speak for everybody, you know, but I, I think I'm definitely guilty of not always, like, not thinking to myself, like, like man, this is sad. Like, why are we at war, you know? Like, yeah. everybody, you know, all this conflict, but then you think about it, like, in a, a different sense. If if we were having a bunch of kids go to war right now, what would people do? You They'd know? be freaking out because, right. you and know. war would probably stop like that.
1: Yeah, because I think everyone would pretty much get behind... Like that it, kids shouldn't be dying.
2: Exactly, and right. to your point, like yeah. I think it just it is so much more, um, I guess, like uh, uh, astonishing. You know mm-hmm. that it's it's like a kid on kid violence, right? You know,
1: yeah, yeah. I think it makes a, a huge impact and a, a big headline grabber and right, all sorts of stuff. And yeah, I, I just I don't like. Um, I hate the <laughs> hearing the gunshots because you know what happened. But on that too, like with uh, this Nashville shooting that happened March of this year, mm-hmm. um, there's some police body cam footage. And it's actually really cool to watch because, to the police's credit, they do a very good job. They're super efficient. Mm-hmm. From the time that the cop, like on the body cam footage, from the time that the cop pulls up to the school to the shooter is dead – um, it's probably about three minutes or less mm-hmm. and oh, wow. which is super efficient considering this went on for 49 minutes mm-hmm. and, um, but like in the body cam footage, you can hear the gunshots of the gunman and it makes your heart sink there mm-hmm. too. Cause it's like, I mean, the, the audio and video is just better because it's got, you know, cause it was in 2023 versus right. 1999. Yeah. But It just like makes your heart sink because you're just like, those are just defenseless little kids. Right. And they're just, they have no chance. Right. And I think
2: the sad thing too, dude, I uh, like, I 100% agree with you. that, That is great that the police officers were able to respond to it and take action quickly and effectively. Yeah. But the, on the other hand, it's like, why do we need to be, why do they need to even be trained to, act that quick and effective (laughs) right you know that's the sad part to me it's like it's amazing that they were able to do it and take care of it quickly and potentially save many many of lives that could have otherwise not been saved you know like um but it's just sad that we we've gotten to this point where it's like why are we having to worry about something like this you know yeah i think that's obviously a very i don't want to get super political with things like uh, this is it's uh it's inevitable though with a
1: subject like this Mm -hmm. you know um so but anyway well i think um and and this will be this will sorry this will be the last thing i say on this but um i think one way we can all make a difference is thinking about and this is actually a line coming from brennan that he said yesterday off mic um we need to think about the illness and not the symptoms mm-hmm. because we have these people doing these things. The problem's not, and this isn't even political what I'm saying, but like the gun didn't choose to shoot someone. A right. person chose to use that gun to shoot someone. Yeah. Like like we need to address the issues that lie way beneath all of this more than we need to address the gun part of it, right? And 100%. I'm I'm not saying anything yep. pro gun or anti gun. I'm no. just saying the guns don't shoot themselves.
2: People exactly. will find a way to carry out their malicious intent, no matter the circumstance. Exactly. And I think that's that they one were going to use thing. a bomb, not a gun initially, right? Yeah. And that's another big big detail. I think I'm glad you pointed that out because I also uh, I didn't like I thought about this oftentimes, and I didn't think about it until once you said something. But a lot of the time, like we hear. People in the uh, UK, for instance, that will make fun of, like, Americans and say, like, all this gun stuff. But UK has one of the highest, or I think the highest um, crime rate for knife, like, murders and stuff, you know? And so it just goes to show, like, mind you, it may be much easier, obviously, with a different tool. But it just goes to show that humans' natural, like, instinct is to find a way regardless of the circumstance, Mm -hmm. right? Right. You know, and if you have that sort of malicious intent in you, if you have that, um, if you have hate enough in your heart to inflict murder on somebody, you know, at the end of the day, you will find a way to do it no matter what. For sure. If it's going to be with a knife, if it's going to be with a bat, if it's going to be with your bare hands. Right. The hillside
1: stranglers just used bags and cords. Bags and cords, barbed wire, electricity, like... Yeah, and they exactly. killed more people, I think, than these guys did.
2: So Hillside Stranglers, I believe, were ten.
1: Oh, was it 10? ten? Yeah, okay, but yeah. they're up. But there. still, still right, right,
2: exactly. And they didn't have bombs, they didn't have guns. Like they exactly, you know, like they'll
0: people people will carry out evil no matter what. Yeah. Exactly. So <clears throat> after returning to the library at approximately 1208 PM, Harris and Klebold committed suicide in the library. The massacre lasted about 49 minutes in total. The response from law enforcement was criticized in its aftermath for being slow and overly cautious, partly due to the lack of established protocols for an active suitor situation at the time. This led to significant changes in police tactics in the years following. The Columbine attack and massacre resulted in 13 fatalities, 12 students, one teacher, and more than 20 people injured. The psychological impact on survivors, families, and the community in the nation was profound. The Columbine shooting sparked intense debates about gun control, school safety, the role of violent video games and media, bullying, the mental health of adolescents, um, and it remains one of the most infamous school shootings in American history and a turning point in how such incidents are handled and perceived. And so kind of going off of that, I want to... um, talk a little bit about societal changes just briefly about how things were were changed the first one and i'm gonna ask you to bear with me because this first one i'm actually a little bit passionate about Mm -hmm. and um it leads into something and i might i might get a little unhinged just a little (laughs) unhinged in like my thing so just bear with me a little bit please gotcha Um, so the first thing that changed was school security and emergency preparedness Many schools across the U.S. increased security measures. This included the installation of metal detectors, surveillance cameras, the hiring of security personnel, drills, and other things as well. Schools also developed and regularly practiced the emergency response drills, including lockdown and active shooter drills. Now, Mm -hmm. going with school drills here, this is the biggest thing. And, you know, we're so afraid of this happening again, that we went to these extremes, like these, these uh, I don't think, I think installing metal detectors might be a little extreme, but that's my personal opinion. Uh, we went to these lengths, I'll say, to um, trying to prevent this again by installing metal detectors, surveillance uh, cameras, and then also doing lockdown drills, active shooter drills. Think of all the other drills we also do. We have earthquake drills, we have fire drills, we have tornado drills. We have all these drills that we do on. And they go off constantly, and it feels like almost every single month you at least have another drill or every two weeks. Um, And, you know, these metal detectors. Because you get a break. (laughs) Well, kind (laughs) of. You have these cameras, and then you also have these metal detectors. You just transform something that should be a safe place into a prison in a place of where you need to always be cautious and you need to always be waiting for the fire alarm, or you need to be waiting to be told to put on lockdown and you're practicing for this. And so this place turns from this so-called place of safety to this um, prison to where, and you know, this is where it's going to tie in a little bit for me. We talk about mental health and anxiety in kids today and depression we wonder why people who are at home in homeschool don't have the same amount of percentage of mental illness as kids Mm -hmm. who go to school and it's because we're literally programming fear in us from when we start in kindergarten all the way until we graduate That's true you're always told in school that you're you need to be worried you need to be worried you always need to be worried Guess what? We're watching you. If you're in trouble, you're going to go see the warden. I mean, the principal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's true. No, you're nah, always it's true. escorted. People are watching you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all in the name of safety. But mm-hmm. whose safety is it in the end?
1: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: How much is it really helping if you're causing all these kids to develop more mental illnesses? And notice how the suicide rate has (laughs) skyrocketed of kids in high schools due to, like, time going on and later. And, you know, personally, I believe it's because we've turned school into this place where you always need to feel scared. You always need to feel anxious. You always need to feel like something bad's going to happen, even though it's not going to happen. And it's subconsciously there. You might not feel it at the time, but subconsciously you just you're supposed to remain alert for whatever thing like have you ever noticed like sitting in class the minute like you hear the the speaker in the classroom go off how everybody just quiet yeah mm-hmm. it's because you've been programmed through them going on they're saying oh this is a lockdown drill or right. earthquake or
1: you know. even even um like the the fire alarm i always remember specifically at Orm jr yeah the light would flash before the a, like the sound would go when it was by coming. Right. and i remember jumping from the light because it was so distinct you knew what it was but the thing is like I, hey there's a never a fire i don't think there's ever a fire there that i remember being i think there was once but it wasn't during school was it right no, no. i think it was
2: i think somebody like burned a, a microwave or something like that yeah yeah
1: but, but like no one ever got hurt in it as right. far as I yeah. know yeah. maybe like a slightly burned hand but like you know it's not like it wasn't like the whole school burned down right. But right. my point being like I never had um, a tra- traumatic experience but my body was still reacting right like as if there was gonna be a traumatic experience because to Brennan's point you're being programmed to basically from a young age mm-hmm. and then to go with the whole school programming thing yeah in my opinion, and we don't have to go deep on this, but just throwing it out there. I think the reason that there's so much success now with, um, public or, uh, homeschooling and things is like, I think we're starting to realize how much time is being wasted in public school and public education. Right. And, um, like if you look at other countries, um, they can be far more advanced at a younger age because they go at a faster pace like it's right. amazing what kids can learn mm. and they're like going at a slower pace and i personally think this isn't a fact i personally think it's a little bit of our government kind of programming us to just be worker bees to do right. the kind of do their bidding that's how school is set up yeah because mm. you go there close to eight hours, just like a job. Mm-hmm. And you go there, you do what you're told, you don't ask questions, you turn in your assignments on time. It's just like a job for a kid. Right. And, and I mean, if you follow school all the way through college and then all the way through a professional career, if you do those same things that you're taught in school, like a robot kind of... right you can be very successful just by doing what the person in front of you is doing as well. And I'm not saying that there's a problem with that. There's no problem with that. But I'm just saying like when they want everyone to fit in the same box, but they don't tell you how to pay less taxes or how to start a business or how to, um, you know, have better mental health, things that are really important. They don't give a shit about that. No, you know, no, I agree. But anyways, that's my tangent.
0: (laughs) Anyways, Um, I just briefly want to go through the rest of this. Um, so some other societal changes, uh, law enforcement tactics, Columbine changed law enforcement response tactics for active shooter situations. The traditional method of setting up a perimeter and waiting for SWAT teams was replaced by a more aggressive approach. Police officers are now trained to immediately enter the building and confront the shooter as quickly as possible. Um, threat assessment and mental health had changed. There's a greater focus on identifying and intervening with students who might pose a threat to schools, implemented more comprehensive threat assessment protocols and increased mental health services for students. Uh, many schools have adopted an anti bullying program. Colin Bryan brought attention to the issues of bullying because of, hmm, <laughs> <laughs> due to um, the media and misinformation. However, um, it did cause schools to implement anti bullying programs and policies to create a safer and more inclusive environment for students. Um it had sparked the gun control debate more. The massacre reignited debate over gun control in the United States. While significant significant federal gun control legislation has been difficult to enact, some states passed laws to require background checks, safe storage of firearms, and other measures aimed at preventing minors from accessing guns. Um, schools have adopted zero tolerance policies. Many schools have adopted zero pol- policies for weapon and threats of violence. Uh, this sometimes led to controversial disciplinary actions for minor infractions, reflecting the heightened sensitivity to school safety. Hmm. Um, so, again, going back to schools becoming more strict, um, if you're found with like a pocket knife, even those little small like utility knives, yeah, um, zero tolerance for that. That's a weapon, considered a weapon, um, could pose a threat of violence and could lead to severe disciplinary actions up Dude, to that. expulsion. I
2: remember I accidentally left a, um, a little stubby screwdriver in my backpack mm-hmm. Yeah, and I got in trouble for it in high school. Like I got in serious Damn. trouble. They're like, you can't bring this. This is considered a weapon. And I was like, Hey, if I wanted to kill you, I'd freaking shoot you. Okay. Damn. <laughs> oh, Don't, take oh, <laughs> Don't take my screwdriver. Don't take my screwdriver. No, I just, I was very surprised. I remember when I like, cause, um, I think somebody reported me for it because they saw it in my backpack, and then randomly they came and l- like grabbed me from the classroom. Well, that's
1: racist. <laughs> Damn, the brown kid's got a screwdriver. You might want to check on him. <laughs> this is Timpanoga's high school, after all. Doesn't
0: look like he's gonna <laughs> fix my truck.
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> no, I wouldn't have either because I don't. Uh, I don't really know how to work on cars very well. What's Anything up, else? essay? what's up fool <laughs> uh, no but i i do remember like i was brought to the uh, um principal's office and they said like you cannot have this at school and i was like it's a stubby screwdriver like yeah. i wasn't obviously i did not have any reason to use it at school right it was just in my backpack
1: like i forgot about it yeah you know and so
2: yeah i thought it's did interesting
1: they, that you how that you serious were they with you like were they like we could expel you like we want to no, expel you or were they just like hey just take it home
2: well, at the end of the day, they told me just like, don't let it happen again. But they yeah. were like, this is like, we don't know what kind of intent you had. And that's the other thing that like really irked me about the whole situation. Cause they kept yeah. saying that like, we didn't, we don't know what you could have done with this. And so I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, I didn't even know it was in my backpack. Right. Honestly. Like I, I put it in there at one point, maybe I took it to like, go do something at a friend's house. Like I, I just needed a screwdriver or whatever, but I didn't even know it was in there. And then. They're, like, telling me that I was going to do something crazy with it. And I was right. like, it's a stubby screwdriver. It is, like, two inches long. What do you think I'm going to do with this? Like, <laughs> nothing. And I had no intention over I don't know. I was so yeah. irked by the whole situation. But at the end of the day, they were just like, well, just don't let it happen again. Like, these things need to be taken seriously and all this stuff. Like, right. I get that. I really do understand that. I fully respect that they were, like, trying to keep the school safe and stuff. But mind you, I had no, like... I
1: wasn't gonna do anything with that you know I don't know our Again. tax dollars hard at work they're yeah. having like three people getting paid how much per hour lecture you on bringing a two-inch screwdriver to oh, yeah. school right
2: you're right and then you you see that, that Get back and to that's your like you're a prisoner right and those were, know what but were the, doing. the frustrating <laughs> thing is dude like I like that you pointed out because you look at the – that's, like, the principal, the vice principal, all those, like, higher-up people. But then you look at the teachers that are getting completely shafted on everything else. Yeah. And it's, like, those are the people that are there looking after your child, trying to teach your child and have to
0: face these, like, these things – at once, you know? Like and that's the other thing too that I also uh Let's have I, a conversation about this after because I got some strong opinions on this that I can't share with the the podcast. <laughs> and, I shared them last night with Parker and his grandma. That's true. <laughs> my wife's grandma, but still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll hear it, we'll hear it.
2: Um but um that's another thing too that like I don't think people realize is that like when there is an active shooter, all the teachers there also they're worried about all the students in class, mm-hmm. right? They're worried about themselves and now they're having to worry about a freaking active shooter. Right. You know, and then these poor teachers are getting compensated like nothing, freaking nothing for Mm -hmm. it. Like I understand and I hate like one thing. Sorry, I'm getting on this rant, but I hate when people say like, well, if you don't like it then go work somewhere else. Yeah, it's like, we okay, need teachers. W- exactly. Like, OK, then who else is going to teach your freaking child not to be an asshole? Like, yeah, because you're not doing
1: a good job. Right. I hate exactly. your stupid kid. Yeah. Right. You know, so. And anyway. yeah, sorry. Continue on. No, I think that's a great point, because like, hey, at, at my job, I'm not worried about getting shot. Well, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit, but not <laughs> a lot.
0: <laughs> i'm back as a substitute teacher so yeah, yeah exactly. back, back in the right. school
2: <laughs> right and and even for you too that could happen any yeah. time when you're out there like at any moment you're subbing and something like this could come to fruition
1: you right know? personally i think that it's teachers terrifying. should be allowed to carry I, like yeah i don't think that yeah. um like i don't think that it should be public that mm-hmm. like hey i'm a teacher and i have a gun because like you don't want a student to know where it's at or something like i think right, it should be exactly very secretive or kept on them all times like it needs to be handled well but like
2: or only certain individuals throughout the school that are fully trained 100 yeah and know how to tact tactically take down a, or take a solution or a, a scenario like that yeah and be rid of it you know yeah like, someone who was
1: like that equipped ish mentally and mm. physically, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you don't want freaking Mr. Price with the gun because mm-hmm. he's going to be out of breath and pass out. But <laughs> my, oh my, point, God. Is, <laughs> my <laughs> point is like, maybe Mr. Bilbo, he'd be solid with a gun. I'd be kind of scared if I was a school shooter and Mr. Bilbo had a gun yeah, pointed at yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. But dude, looks like he could be in mission impossible, bro. Seriously, He just kind of like look like Tom. <laughs> he Chris. does. But my point being like, you know, if you're literally if you're working at a place where they're like, hey, we're going to train you for what you're going to do when a shooter comes in. Yeah. I don't think it's like too much to ask that you can carry a gun to defend yourself and the 30 kids you're watching mm-hmm. over all right. the time. Yeah, I agree. But anyways, agree.
0: anyways, sorry uh, for that tangent. No, I'll kind of keep these brief in two, two of these things have been there's been emphasis on them, but they haven't really helped at all they're still kind of in the same stage, the Stone Age, in my opinion, I guess I'll say. Um, So another thing that was impacted is crisis intervention and counseling services. Um, So apparently, supposedly, um, crisis counseling has become more widely available in schools to help students cope with issues such as depression, anxiety, and trauma. Um, Personally, I think that we're still light years behind um, where we would need to be in such situations. For sure. And um, this next one is a complete and total joke because the people who need to be involved aren't involved um and this is community and parental involvement there's been an increased emphasis on community and parental involvement in school affairs promoting a more holistic approach to monitoring and supporting students well-being now you know as what i've seen in talking with teachers in general is when it comes to parent teacher conference the kids who probably need to be at parent-teacher conference are aren't there, there because yeah. their parents don't care enough to have them go or to have them go, Yeah. Um, or school's just not, like, an emphasis on it, and so the people that need to go don't go, and it's kind of the same way, like, the people who need to have their parents, like, notice them to not shoot up a school need to be noticed more by their parents before mm-hmm. it happens, and you know what, sometimes I won't put a blanket on saying that's every single time, because I bet you some parents are good, but... As a general rule, I bet you if um, Eric or Dylan's parents saw everything, knew everything, they probably would have paid more attention to their kids. And possibly, I'm going to say there's a strong possibility, maybe Columbine wouldn't have even happened.
1: Mm -hmm. Especially if they would have just read their
0: journals. And now let's get to the real crooks. (laughs) Let's get to the real crooks. The media coverage guidelines that were impacted. The way the media covers mass shootings also came under scrutiny. There's a push towards more responsible reporting. I'll say a push because it's still not there. <laughs> For sure. Um, a push towards more responsible reporting to avoid sense. 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 Uh, I used to be able to pronounce this word. Sense. Uh, do you know what I'm trying what? to say? Sensationalization. Sensationalization. Of sensationalization. perpetration, <laughs> sensationalization. That's the word. That sounds like you're trying to rap. sensationalization. Sensationalizing the perpetrators, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which might in lead to copycat incidents. That's a lie. Media makes money by making the biggest headline. Obviously, we know this. They are not above, you know, making shit up. So,
3: hmm. and
0: they do it all the time. You know, recently, uh, what was it? Um, there is some big event that happened. And I think it was CNN actually that reported something and then it ended up being 100% false and they had to retract it because, you know, with media, it's who got it first, who got it first, I got it first. So um, they jump on a story that's BS. Exactly. Uh, and then they have to be like, oh, my bad. Uh, just uh, kidding. Oh, the anonymous tip was uh, a
1: 10th grader <laughs> that just thought it'd be funny to see this on the news.
0: <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <So> wild. wild. <laughs> I wish I could remember what it was. There was this, okay. This just in, Pizza Hut changed its logo. This is dead serious. You can find this on YouTube. <laughs> You can find this on YouTube, and I'll show you guys afterwards. Mm-hmm. But um, there was this flight crash, and apparently somebody said that they had the names of the pilots. And the first name of the pilot, there's an actual video of this, and the reporter's reading it <laughs> off. Name of the pilot, Sum <laughs> Ting Wong. Oh, wait, oh, <laughs> Way ah! too low. I <laughs> Way too low. I
2: actually think I... Holy I know what folk. you're talking about. Oh, my
3: gosh.
2: No, I, and I they reported it, this. Yeah.
0: They reported on this, and there's, like, one other name that I can't remember. And they reported this (laughs) as if it was fact. You know what? Like There was twin sisters, Fuku and Fuku. I'm going to play it for you guys. Just give me one fucking second. Okay, so I have it now. Um, Here is the video clip, and the reporter is completely serious. This was actually aired live, and it was just because they wanted to get the scoop first. So bear with me. We have new information
3: now also on the plane crash. KTVU has just learned the names of the four pilots who were on board the flight. They are Captain Sum Ting Wong, Wee Too Lo, Ho Li Fook, and Bang Ding Ao. The NTSB that? has confirmed these are the names of the pilots on board Flight 214 when it crashed. Again, we are it's just working one to one determine exactly what <laughs> some who are on board the fl- of the four pilots who were on board the flight. They are Captain Sum Ting Wong, Wee Too Lo, Ho Lee Fook, and Bang Ding Ao and the
0: NTSB has confirmed
2: these are the names so dude that is so crazy
0: (laughs) and this lady had to read these names off with a straight face as if they were really the (laughs) pilot did did, they have to give
2: some Ting Wong did they have to give like a a,
0: an apology of sort um I think they did (laughs) I think they really did that is crazy dude but um it just goes to show you and this happened back this happened only 10 years ago Columbine (laughs) believe it whether or not like Colin Biden was more than like than ten years ago. That was, it was uh, 20, 24
2: 1999. years ago. So twenty-four years ago. Yeah. yeah.
0: Twenty-four years ago. Well, I guess we're actually heading ago. into
2: about twenty-five years ago.
0: Oh yeah, that's true.
2: Quarter of a century.
0: So, um
2: That's crazy. Did you yep, there was also
0: the is trash.
2: <laughs> there was also another video of um now that we're on this subject, but uh, there there's a video of this lady that was reporting something that had happened in the neighborhood yeah but it was like a all a fluke and it was just to get her to like draw a penis
3: <laughs> <laughs> on the, yeah, on on like the board the like
2: because you know like well it wasn't a weather map but they were saying like they might be within this area or something like that i don't remember exactly <laughs> or like the perp took this route and <laughs> it was just all fake it was all fake like reporting yeah but the news took it serious and then it was just to draw it a like a penis on live television. <laughs> yeah. it's no, insane. Like, he
1: was spotted here, here, and here. Yeah, <laughs> <Sorry>. exactly. <laughs> like,
2: like it's just, it's ridiculous. How do they not vet that more, you know?
1: It's, it's crazy. Because it's
0: because the about... money is getting the headline first. Whoever yeah. gets the information first is the one. It doesn't matter if, if it's right or wrong. Wrong. Yeah, We got it first. If we're mm, 50% right, then, hey, that's a good day for us. Good was, news cycle.
1: I was going to say, if they're 50% right, they're doing pretty good for most news. I feel like... I feel like there's been a handful of times I've had the inside scoop on a pretty big story. And, like, you hear the reporting on it, and you're like, that's not even close to what happened. Yeah. You are listening to CNN.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All rights reserved. What is that? What is it saying? Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Wait,
0: you know what else is alleged? What? I think you know. Oh, fuck. The biggest. We're about to get in conspiracies. Okay, let's hear it. All right. The biggest conspiracy. Dickness <clears throat> Cheney. <is. laughs> it was all a plot by Dick Cheney <laughs> to bring about the new world order. Wait, wait. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> Just like he was planning to do a ye- two years later in the mass ritual known as 9-11. Allegedly. Allegedly.
1: Yes. Can I share Allegedly. one thing before you get into the conspiracy theories? Yes. Because <clears throat> it's it's probably the, the most humanizing thing in this whole thing. The, the thing that made me feel like the most compassion or empathy for these, the, the victims and their families. So, um, one of the victims, um, fathers, he was on his way, um, home from work because he he heard there's a, this shooting was going on. And so he's on his way home from work and he hears, you know, he's like listening to the radio, trying to find all the details. And it says that one of the victims is a 15 year old boy. Hmm. And he's like, I have a 15 year old boy. And he's like, uh, oh, man, yeah. you know, and so it's terrifying. Yeah. So he goes home and his wife is like, hey, this is where you need to go. This is where they're sending all the survivors on buses. And so he's like, OK, so he goes there and, and he's still thinking, you know, everything's fine. Um, and he goes there and he's waiting for his son. And, you know, he's seen all these these family members reunited with their kids and everything. And um, he goes, he's waiting there and waiting there. And, you know, his son hasn't showed up. And so then he's, you know, they say, hey, there's one more bus with, um, with survivors coming. And so everyone there is, like, left thinking, man, I hope my my kid is on that, that bus, you know. And then uh, they ended up saying, there's not another bus coming and so everyone there
2: wait they just told everybody there was a bus coming
1: they thought there was they were being genuine they thought there was another bus coming and then they got word back that that was that everyone that survived was already there and there's like this whole you know room full of of people that didn't have their kids and and they were expecting them and they just didn't come home didn't come to that room
0: isn't that just awful this is why i've been drinking this entire week guys (laughs) this is why i become a borderline alcoholic (laughs) i don't even want to see my liver right now (laughs) (laughs) but like
1: it's super heavy to share that so i i kind of apologize i don't want to put anyone in a bad mood but i just think um it's important to hit on that stuff like these were real people and real families and it's super sad but like these people were just monsters. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you how do you do that stuff? Mm-hmm. And uh, it kind of I'm kind of sad that we even covered it because he wanted to be famous and not not that we are the reason he's famous. We're right. not famous ourselves to talk about it. Right. But you know, it's living on an in infamy. And I I if I if there's a way I could go and kill the story so we didn't even know about it. I mean, for the victims, you don't want to do that. You want to pay respect for the victims, but. I just wish that those stupid monsters didn't live on in
0: infamy. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know something could have totally solved this issue before it got even that far.
1: Hmm.
0: Abortion. <laughs> <laughs> I, I doubt
1: his why his mom knew what he was gonna, <laughs> what monster he's gonna be.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe mothers need like a spider sense. You know what they mean? Like their womb is tingling. Mm. No, <laughs> um, this is a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> so bad okay. Bank.
2: I want to hear about these conspiracies. Okay. Let's hear these.
0: Let's just uh, quickly go through them since we're almost at two hours. Um, and so a conspiracy theory. Bullying is the root cause of Columbine. This is false. Um, Eric Harris was not bullied. Uh, Dylan Klebold was friends with Eric Harris. So odds are he probably wasn't bullied either. Um, And so bullying was not a root cause of Columbine. Involvement of other individuals, there's speculation that other students were involved in the planning or execution of the attack. Um, Mm -hmm. Some people say there were two more shooters just because sometimes like in the confusion of it all, when kids were calling in, um, it sounded like there were more than two shooters, but there actually wasn't. There was just two shooters. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just a little bit complicated with all the phone calls coming in to just to figure out how many shooters there actually were. Right. Next we have the Trench Coat Mafia Association. Early rep- early reports linked that Harris and Klebold uh were in a group known as the Trench Coat Mafia, which is a small clique at Columbine High School. It's speculated that this group was a gang or had significant roles in planning of the massacre. However, subsequent investigations revealed that while Harris and Klebold were war trench coats during the attack, They were not active members of this group, and the Trenchcoat Mafia was not involved in the massacre at all. But that Mm. will not change the fact that you had somebody on the news go in and say it was the Trenchcoat Mafia and spread more disinformation. Next, we have uh, psychotropic drugs as an influence. Some theories suggest that the use of psychotropic drugs, like antidepressants, played a role in the shooter's decision to commit the massacre. The argument is that side effects from these medications could have contributed to their aggressive, their aggression, impaired judgment. However, there is no conclusive evidence linking their actions to medication or that they even took medication at all. Hmm. Next up, we have law enforcement. How would, they, how
2: would they not be able to just link to see if they were on any medication? Like, wouldn't that be
0: documented somewhere? It would be documented, but it's just not, like, public knowledge. Right. And so there's no way for us as, like, the rest of us to say, it was psychotropic drugs. Right. Like, you could just sit there and, like, the best we could do is say,
2: Hey,
0: like, maybe they were on psychotropic drugs. Like, we know um, Dylan Klebold struggled with depression, Mm -hmm. but um, was he treated for depression? Was he medicated for depression? Mm -hmm. To be determined.
2: I think the other thing too, back in the day, like I think depression and any sort of mental illness was definitely like the taboo, you know? Right. N- nobody really addressed it. Nobody wanted to address it. Exactly.
1: It's not like now where it seems like 60 or 70% of the people you meet are on either anxiety or depression medication. Right. right. Because it's
2: a lot easier to diagnose now and we have the tools to be able to
0: get like pe- uh, help people feel better, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. <clears throat> So, um, there's no evidence to say also that antidepressants will cause your kids to become school shooters. Mm -hmm. That is something that should be noted. Antidepressants will not make your kid want to shoot up a school. It might actually make them enjoy life a little bit more if they are depressed. Anyway, moving on to our next conspiracy theory, law enforcement's response and cover up. Questions and theories have been raised about the response of law enforcement to the massacre. Some believe there was a delay or inadequate response, and some go as far to suggest it's a cover-up of mistakes made during the response. Official reports and investigation have addressed these concerns, Through some skepticism remains. Though some skepticism remains. Next one. Influence of media and culture. The theory that violent video games, music, and films influence Harrison and Klebold have been widely discussed. However, they have been disproven. It is mm. controversial and lacks definitive evidence that... Video games, music, and films that are violent um, induce the rage to want to shoot up schools. I don't know about you guys, but I've seen several rated R movies, and I have no intention of shooting up a school. What about you guys?
1: I have killed a ton of people in GTA, Yeah, and I have laughed my head off doing it. And you know why? Because they were freaking NPCs and they weren't real. It's, and yeah, I don't feel like real. killing anyone. <laughs> yeah,
2: you don't have any. You don't have any uh, intent in your in your thoughts yeah. or your heart to want to go and and uh, like put harm on somebody. You know, yeah, it's just right. all
1: it's all a game. Yeah, you know. I mean, my favorite thing is you get in a car and you just drive down a busy sidewalk and just watch people fly over your car. Parker's a psychopath. <laughs> No, it's pretty fun. <laughs> just oh <kidding>. my god! <laughs> I would do it. I would do it specifically when my mom walked down, she she'd be like, "Ah, what do you
2: mean?" No, dude, that's when you just go to like the the uh, oh what are they? The freaking strip
1: clubs in GTA. Oh no! I she would have been like, "Turn that off! No boobies in this house."
0: Uh, nice. Well, here we go. So next one is, I'll put an asterisk because it's somewhat true. Um. It was done. Some conspiracy theories propose the attack was meant to send a broader political or social message. Um, This theory stems from the writings and videos left by Harris and Klebold, which express anger and frustration with society. However, their motivations are considered to be more complex and personal rather than political, which makes sense. Um, It was very personal for Harris because he wanted to be famous. It was complex because of how both of them felt about society, and it was very on their own personal level instead of this grand like political ideology. Like they weren't trying to start a movement. They were just being little fucks. Um, (laughs) And so it is important to note that while these theories exist, the official investigation and substantial evidence support a more nuanced understanding of the causes and motivations behind the Columbine massacre. Conspiracies can often oversimplify or misrepresent the facts of such a complex and tragic event So please note that there are lots of conspiracy theories. There is a conspiracy theory that I didn't cover about it being a sex ring. um, And they were victims of it being a sex ring, which sounds extremely interesting, but I already knew we'd be pressed for time. So maybe one day in the future, if you really, really want to know about the conspiracy theory about this being like Klebold and Harris being part of a sex ring and this was all part of some greater plan – let us know. You guys know. Um, our email is shadow.valleypod at the com. Yeah.
2: I think it would be very exciting to do. To be I honest, think we're, it's a really weird conspiracy. I think we're all a part of a sex ring. Hell yeah, brother. I hear that.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Let's have a cuddle party. <laughs> what the? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm going to kill people on G- GTA when I get home. <laughs> let me finish my vodka first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
2: wow, that's interesting, man. I honestly like maybe i sh- this is probably on me but i yeah. i should have done i should know more about this topic um because it, it, i think it is a very big part of our um i mean i guess the nation's history just in general so but no i appreciate you doing all this work to uh tell us about it and glean more information to us no worries yeah very
1: a, well put together yeah Thank that you. was a,
2: and i'm i apologize you had to go through a rough rough uh research section there so, kids, okay. that's why gonna... God made alcohol. <laughs>
0: <laughs> God did it to numb Damn. our feelings just so we could get through the hard stuff of life. For some parents, that's every day. <laughs> <laughs> that's mommy's <Sheet>. special drink. <laughs> <laughs> no, Timmy, you can't have that. That's mommy's <laughs> special drink. <laughs> that's funny. That's daddy's fire water. <laughs> <laughs> Fireball. Oh yeah. Uh, <clears throat> um, that's what I got. There's definitely, if you really want to learn more about Columbine, mm-hmm. You can, there's so much out there. There's books you can read. Mm-hmm. Like, you can definitely research more than what I covered. What I covered, though, is just the idea of enough information of what happened at Columbine, kind of like the reasons behind it. Mm-hmm. This is no way like a comprehensive look at all of Columbine. Right. If it was, we would be, be here like a for six, a six long part episode. Time. Yeah. yeah.
2: Each of them two parts.
0: And I don't think anybody wants to go through six parts of Columbine. Yeah all I in agree. favor say aye. 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 Okay. <laughs> it's agreed upon There's a consensus.
2: <laughs> Huge. Huge. Um, well, yeah, thanks, Brenna. I appreciate that. And again, I apologize if it made you a little
0: hungover the next day. No, it's okay, man. I'll survive. <laughs> My sister was happy because I was, I was at her wedding and I was willing to give her a hug and I was smiling because you showed up you were bust. researching the whole time. You're like, oh, shit. I got to go to the wedding. <laughs> no. At first, I was bummed out because, oh my God. <laughs> her bitch of a mother in law. I got in a fight with her. Anyway, her husband weighs more than my sister, which is saying a lot. Oh my God. Anyways um ending the podcast now these are conversations that we're going to have afterwards <laughs> if you want a bonus segment just email us and i'd be more than happy to tell you everything okay. um but again this is my name's brennan well let me uh let plug me plug the social. the
2: social yeah um give us a follow shadow valley pod on instagram um i've been doing a bad job of keeping up with it but <laughs> i will make sure to post so we can uh, uh reach a uh, m- more of you guys please give us a message uh we'd love to hear from you and then obviously like brennan said send us out an
1: email and uh yeah and also if you learned anything from the show or you think it was good enough that you got to this point it'd be great if you'd share this with your friends so we can help grow the podcast so
0: all righty thank you everybody my name's brennan or Something wong <laughs> <laughs> so <heft. laughs> i'm parker or hugh janus
2: And my name is Gabe. All right.
0: You guys (laughs) have a great rest of your day.